We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. Yes, yes, you know, relationships can be confusing. And so often when people come to me for counseling, it's because they're having issues or challenges with another person. But I think our problems never really have anything to do with anyone else. I truly believe when we take personal responsibility for our relationship with ourselves, take care of our own vibration, and tend our side of the road, everything else in our lives takes care of itself. Well, recently I stumbled on an incredible book which addresses this very topic. So I found the author, Penny Pierce, and was thrilled when she said yes to a conversation about this very important and life-changing subject. Penny Pierce is a respected intuitive empath, as well as a popular author, lecturer, counselor, and trainer. She specializes in intuition, skillful perception, personal energy, frequency training, dream work, as well as future trends. Penny has made a profound impact with her contribution from being the business manager and co-presenter with Transmedium, Kevin Ryerson, who gained worldwide popularity through his connection with Shirley MacLaine. She's traveled worldwide as an advisor to business executives, scientists, psychologists, other consultants, teachers, and trainers. Additionally, Penny has counseled tens of thousands of people about life and business direction and the fulfillment of destiny. Today, we are going to be discussing her powerful book, Frequency, the power of personal vibration. So, Penny Pierce, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yes. So, frequency and personal vibration. Can we just start with what you mean when you say those words? I think that life has been accelerating, and and literally, I think the planet has been accelerating so that it's possible for us now to start to understand ourselves as beings who are made of energy, that we are connected by energy, that there's kind of a seamless, you know, field of energy that's connecting everything and runs through everything. You know, years ago, we we weren't at that frequency. We couldn't see it. It it didn't make sense. We just thought we were separate bodies, empty space in between us. Mm -hmm. But now we're getting the idea that everything vibrates at some level, that there's a frequency that differentiates everything, even, you know, your emotions. You can certainly tell when someone's in a good mood or a a victim, you know, mood or a bad mood. Um, And, and you'll, if you match that vibration and the other person, you'll feel different depending on which vibration you match. Sure. You know, we talk about the heavier emotions of grief and sadness and then uh, the higher emotions that are, seem to be lighter, which I guess literally they are, of joy and gratitude and, you know, happiness, bliss, mm-hmm. love. So something you write about in your book, which I really enjoyed or really relate to, is if your frequency is lower, slower, more distorted, it begets a life of snags and disappointments. But if it's high, fast, and clear, life unfolds effortlessly and in alignment with your destiny. I think that's so profound. Yes. You know, the lower vibrations, um, I think a lot of them have to do with fear. And when you go into fear, you contract 
yourself in a way to protect yourself. And what that often does is it prevents energy from flowing. So you get these stoppages and, and blockages where um, the energy is still trying to move through, but it can't. So it creates disturbance in those areas. Right. I get that. It's sort of like, um, I think if we're in a lot of fear, it kind of disconnects us or we don't sense the connection with our own soul. Yeah. And those, every time you stop energy, you get kind of a gap between yourself and your soul. In other words, you cannot feel the flow and the flow of energy and consciousness is what connects you to the higher dimensions. So when you contract and go into fear, you get stuck kind of in the left brain. You know, you get stuck in a, a kind of a dense reality. Yes. And that just doesn't allow, you know, I think the if you want to make it emotional terminology, that the soul is very naturally about joy and playfulness and pleasure. And um, when you're stuck and you can't have energy moving, then you can't feel that. So you think life is a place of pain and suffering. And then you constantly, if you think that way and put attention into that, you're going to keep getting that reality. Yes, exactly. I say that. You're reinforcing Because we we do live on a planet of free will and choice. And and what we focus our attention on and what we believe is what we're going to tend to manifest. Yes. I mean, it's really truly that what you place attention on is what you bring alive. It's yes. what you find life in, and you feed it. It's like a, a headphone jack in an iPod or something. You know, if you, you're listening to that channel, you're plugging attention into how bad life is and how you're a victim and life is unfair and whatever, then that's your channel, you know, and that's what your reality will follow those guidelines. Oh, yeah, I remember those days. if you unplug from that... <laughs> If you you unplug and pull the plug out, you'll get bored with that idea. It won't seem so real. And it will actually fade away and dissolve back into the unified field. Mm -hmm. So then you can plug your attention into the kind of reality you do want and, and realize you do create by your thoughts and by what you pay attention to. Yes, I absolutely agree. Okay, so Penny, say somebody's listening and they're like, you know, my life isn't working that well. I don't feel connected or aligned with my own soul. How can they start to turn the steering wheel in that direction? First of all, I think it's important to realize that we have become very addicted to left brain perception. That's cause and effect thinking. Um, I have a goal. I project it out in front of me. I take X, Y, Z steps toward it, use willpower, cleverness. And eventually, I'll get a result. Um, So it's very linear. That creates a lot of um, energy drain, actually. So what we're trying to learn now is to stop that kind of perception, to, to pause, get centered, drop into the center of your body, be in the present moment 100%, relax a minute, let life be the way it is, and then reconnect with your soul vibration, which I've called your home frequency. And that's, you know, kind of the way you feel when you're proud of yourself, you're happy with yourself, you're like a little kid playing and full of themselves, you know. Um, And you go back into that state where all is well. And so then the next thought out of that state is, well, so what wants to happen now? 
what do I feel like doing now? What would be fun now? Um, and then you start allowing those more um, sort of on-purpose ideas to come through you, not the shoulds, not the yes buts and the wet blankets that kind of weigh you down, but the things that are more free and childlike. And those are closer to your destiny. You know, so like so in, a, in shorthand for that is stop, pause the old, you know, tape loop, drop into your body, stop and drop, you know, <laughs> like get in your body. Drop and roll. <laughs> yeah. And be inside looking out from behind your eyes. Let things be the way they are. All is well. And then allow yourself to reconnect with the way you like to feel. You're, you're at choice. Life is not doing this to you. Right. You have a choice about the way you want to feel. So you assert your choice. And then you feel that for a while. And you get saturated with it. And then out of that state comes new ideas. And often synchronicities, too. Oh, I just love synchronicity. But gosh, you know, I, I did live a life that was really disconnected. I was very sick. I struggled with my health, my relationships, my finances. And it sure didn't feel like I was in choice. I mean, now, now I know it's true. I feel like, you know, what you're saying earlier makes sense. It's like the soul is there talking to us. But if we're in really low vibrations, we can't hear it or feel it. And um, I did turn my attention towards that. And it took a long time. I think if I had maybe some different teachers, it could have maybe accelerated the process. But that's why I love what you do, the books you write, because it really is giving people uh, the information and material to make this happen more quickly if that's what they really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that we will do the work if we know how, that there's an actual, and what I mean by the work is I think we're all undergoing a, a transformation process. Mm -hmm. meaning that we're sort of turning into a new kind of human being mm -hmm. and the world is changing and it's a new sort of perception that's coming in now that's going to usher us into, I call it the intuition age, out of the information age where we've been focused in our mind and on mental you know, information, bits and bytes of stuff that we process logically. Mm -hmm. But in the intuition age, it's going to be done with the right brain all at once, through impressionability, through patterns, through energy information. <clears throat> and, you know, it's a different way of knowing things. It's very overwhelming to the left brain, but to the right brain, no problem at all. You know yes. it as much as you need to know whenever you need to know it. You trust it. You start to cultivate that trust. Mm-hmm. I love that. Living in faith. It's been the best, um, the best thing I've done is start to trust my gut. It was scary at first, but now I just, I just do. So Penny, I have a couple questions. I want to bring this back to how we can take responsibility for our personal vibration and influence our relationships. How can mm -hmm. we use this material you're talking about to solve relationship problems? Well, first, like you said in the beginning of your question, it's about taking responsibility for your own uh, frequency, your own level of vibration, your own mood, your, I call it sometimes your preferred state, you know, mm. don't give over your right to feel the way you want to feel to anything in the world, just because something doesn't go exactly right. There's probably a reason for that. And it is evolutionary. Mm -hmm. So that anything that feels like a snag or a snafu, you know, is information, it's data about 
something you need to understand or do or clear. And so, you know, I think that part of we have a habit of going into commiseration with each other or going into feeling, oh, gosh, this isn't really working for me. I tried very hard, but look at it's still happening. You know, and every time you do that, you fall backwards into old thinking. So part of it is we just have to get the idea that I can feel the way I want to feel. And it is up to me. Nobody's responsible for making me happy. That's really important then when you go to apply this new vibration to relationships. You know, because we have the idea that we, somebody owes it to us. I didn't get it in childhood, so now my partner's going to owe me, you know, to make me feel good and do things mm-hmm. for me. You know, and um, <clears throat> and then we have like the tit for tat, you know, I'll do this, but you better do that to make it up to me because I did this for you. And, um, you know, so there are a lot of old patterns we have that came out of old thinking, which is has a lot of fear and, of course, deprivation, feelings mm-hmm. of deprivation, unfairness. Um, but as you get a sense that your relationships actually materialize out of your field, you don't attract them. Because in the new perception, the new way of being in the world, there is no outside world. Right. It's all you. It's all yes. a big field, which is your big body of knowledge. It's you. Yeah, Buddha says the world is a manifestation of our minds. So if we can take responsibility for our minds, we can literally change our worlds. Yes, and feeling. Because it's all, the you know, it has to come into the body. Mm -hmm. It's not just um, thoughts. Those thoughts start things, but then they have to drop into the body so that it can actually materialize. Yes. But, so... You know, what you want to to realize, though, is that if you have people in your life that are um, dysfunctional or that they're they're not loving you enough or something, that it's an indication that that's the way your field is patterned right now. Yes. Yes. That something in you believes in certain of these things or is testing out these concepts, and you'll attract exactly, and it's not attract, I don't mean that, I mean that pattern emerges. It's more like instead of the law of attraction, it's the law of emergence. Things yeah, I'd say water finds out its of own the level. Field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you don't bring anything to you because that means you think there's an outside world. Exactly. All you do is vibrate at the level that you love and allow things to start materializing out of that frequency of vibration. And that would be opportunities and, you know, and friendships and people and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And if they're not at your level, they don't materialize in your field. And even if they did, you wouldn't even spend time there. You wouldn't, I mean, it's, there would be no connection. Things. There would be no hook. There would be no. Right. And we yeah. see this all the time where people are growing and their, their vibration is increasing and they get kind of ejected out of realities. Because they don't fit there anymore, like people suddenly losing jobs after 20 years. And they say, but I was doing a good job. And then, you know, but it's like, yeah, and you outgrew everybody there. It's, you didn't do anything wrong. You just don't fit. Yes. So, so often like I see this, Penny, popping. in relationships. It's like, 
well, I was just doing my healing work and my boyfriend left me. And really, I was too good for him to begin with. He shouldn't have left me. I should have left him. And I'm like, well, you know, you guys were going to grow apart whether he left or you left. It's like it's no longer a fit. You know, it's I see this so frequently. I think it's just it's mm -hmm. very interesting. But it's like you're not a victim because they left you. It was the, it was time for you to go. And if you don't make that choice, they'll well, make that choice. Yes, but it's also about uh, simple physics. It's the energies don't match. Yes. Anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, people get together because there are certain beliefs or ideas or, you know, unconscious patterns that match. Yes. And then as one person becomes a little more conscious and starts working on themselves, then the other one doesn't feel comfortable if they're not ready to right. do the work. And so the energy itself separates. Exactly. It doesn't fit anymore. It's, so it's what happens, Penny, vibrationally speaking, when we begin and end relationships? Can you say more about what you really mean? What happens? That question? Yeah. Where, you know, what, why are we attracted to who we're attracted to? What happens when we connect with somebody, when we're attracted to somebody? And what happens when the relationships dissolve, disintegrate, or are over? Well, I think we just talked about that a little bit, but I think when you're attracted to someone, it can come from two, two things. It can come from love and it can come from fear. And usually there's a percentage of, of each. Mm -hmm. Often the, the attraction that comes from fear has to do with dysfunctional patterns that are frightening and scary. And often that you are wondering are whether they have to be true or not. But you're used to it, so that, com that comes in. It might be an abusive partner or something, and right. you had abusive parents, let's say. Um, uh, so that you'll, you're working it out. You're trying to see through the illusion of something, typically. Mm -hmm. And when you match patterns, you show up in each other's fields. So if you have, both have certain kind of abuse patterns, you'll get attracted to each other. You know? But then also, if you've had... Like past life, I think there's quite a bit of connection through past life connections, whether that also have been somebody killed you and now they want to make it up to you or you demand that they make it up to you. And mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot of times where people said, yeah, you didn't support me last time, so you better do it now. You owe me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Entitlement. You owe me. Mm -hmm. uh, and those those are really dysfunctional relationships. But as soon as the person has really done the paying back, the relationship will suddenly end because the souls move on. Um, but also there are times where you've really loved someone or had a good friendship or something in a past life, and you just want to spend some time together. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that you're soulmates, but you really have loved that person and enjoyed them very much, and you'd like to spend a few years together and sort of like just say hi, you know, and, and hang around for a while. And and so sometimes shorter relationships can be, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that that, was, that function was fulfilled. And then it's, the souls are saying, well, thanks a lot. I, I'm off to my next thing, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, yes. And there are some who are really connected and, and functionally compatible. And they have a, a similar goal of using relationship as a spiritual path or mm -hmm. having family as a spiritual path. And... And those re relationships really last. You know, so yeah. there's lots of reasons, I think, why people are attracted to each other. 
Yeah, it can be confusing because, you know, we, we are born with veils over our eyes, but I think we can thin those veils if we want to, if we don't get so caught up in the illusion and the Maya of life. Um, I think that when, if you can tell the truth about what the energy is doing in the inner world, in the non-physical mm-hmm. world, um, then let the outer form of that match it. And a lot of times people have, you know, they get... They fall in love, they get married, they take vows, and they get married because, oh, maybe the woman really fulfilled the man's fantasy about what a woman is, you know, and she's trying to be a nice woman and not be too aggressive. But then she starts growing and wants to be more independent, and the man doesn't like that, or vice versa, maybe. Who knows? Um, And so that the the really, the, the, the rules change. The agreements change partway through, and this could be every few years even. Mm-hmm. So you have to go back and say, well, are we still actually mates or are we friends? You know, mm-hmm. is this, what kind of relationship is this actually? And mm-hmm. tell the truth about it and then let the outer form change. So maybe you separate and you just keep your friendship going and not be married anymore. Or maybe vice versa. You started off friends and decided this is really a good, functional, intimate relationship. Let's go further. You know, but I think there's often a situation where in the in the energy world, one partner might take three steps toward the other partner and, and the other partner takes two steps toward them. Mm-hmm. And then you've overstepped by one unit of energy. And so you must be rejected by that amount of energy. Because it's not even. Yes. You know, and it's not a problem between the two people about love. It's about energy. Yes, you talk about that. And I think it's so important. We don't have a lot of time left, but I'd love to address it. Um, You talk about becoming more aware of our own energy and other people's energy. And I say relationships are like dances, you know, and I see people playing reach and withdrawal. So what you're saying really uh, makes a lot of sense to me. So how can we become more aware of and take responsibility for energy and start really sensing another person's energy more accurately? Well, sometimes it takes a little time, you know, uh, but typically you can usually feel how needy a person is mm-hmm. in the beginning you know, or how trustworthy a person is. And often people will tell you right up front, I don't do this, or I'm like this, or, you know, I, my last relationship was like this, and I, you know, and, and they'll tell you right away how trustworthy they are. And we just gloss over it because we think we can fix them, or, oh, by being with me, they'll be different, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but part of it is just listening well. And then noticing how your own body responds do you, if you really are with a trustworthy person, your heart gets soft, you open up, you don't get that adrenaline rush that some people mistake for attraction, which really is fear, knowing that, oh boy, this person's going to really rake me over the coals. Right. <laughs> this will be great. Which I used to interpret as excitement. Oh, this yeah. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sexy, boy, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we like those bad boys. Well, not more, but yes. <laughs> We used to. <laughs> it loses its thrill when you really start to like yourself, though. It's not so much It fun does, anymore. or when you try to live productively together with someone. Yeah, it's a whole different energy. I feel a tingling in my heart, and, um, 
you know, it's just a completely different feeling. And it is, it's softer, it's lighter, it's sweeter, you know. And, Very um, sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Yes. It's like yes. children. It has that wonderful feeling. Mm, I like that wonderful feeling. I'm kind yeah. of having it right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your home frequency again, you know. I love the way you put that. It's a different way of saying it. And I, I just um, love cross-referencing wisdom and expanding in my understanding. So I really appreciate you sharing um, your truth with me and with our listeners here. I think it's just really powerful. So Penny, we just have a couple minutes. Um, Where can people find more of you, get a hold of your books? What's going on and how can we get more of Penny Pierce? Well, my website is just my name and it's pennypierce.com, P-E-N-N-E-Y. And then my last name is P-E-I-R-C-E. Um, so my website has lots and lots of stuff on it, free stuff, calendar of events and things I'm going to be doing in the fall, and the books you can order through there, or you can just go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and order them there. They're available everywhere. And um, again, I have a kind of a trilogy. The Intuitive Way is the first book, Frequency is the second, and now the new one is called Leap of Perception. It just came out in May, so it's it's um, in hardback still and selling and interesting. So the three kind of go together. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like it it just keeps building. The energy keeps building on itself. And I think yes, your, your books are something that you can go back and read repeatedly and get they're like reference nuggets books. of wisdom. Yeah. I've heard people say they read them layers. three times. Yes. There's layers and layers of information here that I think can continue to support the reader if they want to keep uh, peeling the onion and going deeper, which is just, I think, um, such a gift, such a gift. So, Penny, this has been just really amazing. And we have like just a minute here left. Do you have a favorite quote or a little nugget of wisdom you can leave us with before we, we go about our days? Well, here's a wonderful quote from one of my favorite guys, Neville Goddard. Um, To attempt to change the world before we change our concept of ourselves is to struggle against the nature of things. If we would become as emotionally aroused over our ideals as we do over our dislikes, we would ascend to the plane of our ideal as easily as we now descend to the level of our hates. Again, vibration. I haven't heard that before. I absolutely love it. I feel like I want to go back and listen to that again. (laughs) Just sit with that. I mean, that could be a real launching point for a pretty profound meditation, I think. Well, Penny Pierce, you have just been so amazing. I just enjoyed this conversation so much. And to my guests, listeners who enjoyed her, I'm doing a subsequent show with her uh, next week. And I would love for you to join us for that as well. We're going to talk about intuition, our gut instinct. How do we go deeper into that, connect into that, connect to our soul through that? So you're not going to want to miss that. So to my lovely Kyla producer, Brent Carey, thank you for this forum called Empower Radio. Thank you to my guests and listeners. It wouldn't be nearly as much fun without you. So take care of yourself. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.